today on Transforming Lives. But our faith is not only in the preaching of Christ. Our faith is also in the power of the cross. You see, the cross is a symbol of suffering and shame. But the cross represents God's salvation. Because when you look at the cross, if Jesus did not rise from the dead, then the cross means nothing. Then there's, there's no need for the cross because many people were crucified on the cross. The Romans at that time, that was one of the, the punishments that they were using in order for people to not commit a crime. They would crucify them and it was gruesome. So many people were crucified on the cross. But this Jesus went on the cross. He died on the cross. He went in the grave. And the Bible tells us that the quickening power of the Holy Ghost resurrected him. And the cross now become, became the symbol of our salvation. Say hallelujah. Where the blood of Jesus was shed for the salvation of the world. The cross now became the symbol that you have to pass through the cross to get life. Without the cross, there is no forgiveness. Without the shedding of Jesus' blood, there is no remission. And Jesus went on the cross so that the penalty for sin can be paid. That you Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory in Alexandria, Virginia, a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making organization with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. Disciples were not people who were just, just uh, blindly following. They followed the risen Lord because he rose again. Amen. They knew for four or five. He is risen. Amen. You see, Paul is saying in, in this passage, he said, we preach the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So our faith is, hope, is based on the preaching of Christ. And if our faith is based on the preaching of Christ, and when people come to Jesus because of the preaching of Jesus and the death, burial, and resurrection, if he is not alive, then we have no hope. Amen? Then we cannot claim anything. Then Jesus cannot be trusted. Then all of the things that Jesus said in the Bible is futile. Amen? But we can believe what he said because he said it and he did. Amen? He said, I'll lay my life down and I will pick it up again. No man take my life from me. I lay it down. He was the Lamb of God that was slain from the foundation of the earth. The Bible says, God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Our faith is anchored in Jesus. And he is. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Our faith is anchored in the risen Christ. That's why I was so excited when we were singing the song, Because He Laid. Amen. Because He Laid, I can face tomorrow. Because He Laid, all fear is gone. 
because he lives, I know he holds the future. And life is worth living because he lives. You see, you, you, yes, you may face trials and tribulation, and everybody do. Amen? Everybody does. But you can have hope because he lives. The difference between you and the other person who do not know Jesus is because you know that he is alive. You have hope. You have the, the grace and the power of God. Your anchor can be in Jesus, knowing that he lives. God sent his son to die on the cross, to, 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 to deliver, to set people free, because he, Jesus, died and paid the price for our sins. He rose again from the dead. He lives. We have hope. Say to your neighbor, say you have hope. Say you have hope. Say, 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 say to your neighbor, say, do you understand this hope? Do you understand this resurrected hope? That we have in Jesus. Faith in him. But our faith is not only in the preaching of Christ. Our faith is also in the power of the cross. You see, the cross is a symbol of suffering and shame. But the cross represents God's salvation. Because when you look at the cross, if Jesus did not rise from the dead, then the cross means nothing. Then there's, there's no need for the cross because many people were crucified on the cross. The Romans at that time, that was one of the, the punishment that they were using in order for people to not commit a crime. They would crucify them and it was gruesome. So many people were crucified on the cross. But this Jesus went on the cross. He died on the cross. He went in the grave. And the Bible tells us that the quickening power of the Holy Ghost resurrected him. And the cross now become, became the symbol of our salvation. Say hallelujah. Where the blood of Jesus was shed for the salvation of the world. The cross now became the symbol that you have to pass through the cross to get life. Without the cross, there is no forgiveness. Without the shedding of Jesus' blood, there is no remission. And Jesus went on the cross so that the penalty for sin can be paid. That you can be delivered and set free. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Jesus presented the cross for all to come true. Now think about the cross. How does the cross? The cross stretches out its arms. Jesus stretches out his arms to people. He holds people together, men and women, calling them together, reconciling them to themselves, reconciling enemies and, and, and foes to one another. The cross reaches out and pulls men to each other. But the cross also extends to God and to men, pulling God and men together. Letting God knows that letting God know that the cross was the penalty for man's sin. 
And letting men know that God is not angry with men anymore. Because the sin penalty has been paid. The cross. Jesus stretched out his arms. He pulled people together. He stretched out his, his body. And he pulled God and men together. You have to go through the cross. In order to be redeemed. Amen. There is no other hope. You see, many people want to go through other places. Many people want to pass through another thing. But the preaching of the cross is the only way for you to get to God. It's the only way that salvation will come. It is the preaching of the cross. A point um, said to Sir Albert Lord Tennyson, said to um, General William Booth, the um, founder of the Salvation Army, the, while they were walking one day, he said, General, what is the news this morning? General Booth said, the news is that Christ died for our sin and rose for our uh, um, justification. The poet said, ha, ah, that is old news. But that is new news. And that is good news. You see, Jesus died for our sins and rose for our justification. He died in the past. That's old news. But that is still new news because Jesus died for your sins, the sins of the old world. And that is good news because you don't have to carry your sins anymore. Jesus died for the sins of the entire world. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. There was a, 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 a 19th century critic, American author and critic by the name of Henry Louis McKinley. He, he was very, very uh, adamant and uh, um, uh, a visual critic. And then he, he said this, he made this statement. He said, either Jesus rose from the dead or he did not. There's no two way about it. He said, if Jesus did rise from the dead, then Christianity is possible. And it's possible, uh, plausible. He said, but if Jesus did not die or rise from the dead, then Christianity is pure nonsense. No, he said, no, not, not just pure nonsense, but it is false and powerless. False because Jesus did not rise. And if he did not rise, then he and the apostles are liars. Powerless because he is not alive to make good his promises. But, say but. but. Say but. but. Jesus did rise. Yes. Jesus did rise from the dead. Amen? And because he rose from the dead, we have hope. We can believe. We can stand on the word of God. He is alive. Amen. Jesus is alive. Thank God he rose from the dead. Thank God the grave could not hold him. Thank God that the power of the devil could not skip him in the grave. Thank God when Jesus said on the cross, Father, into thy hands, I commit my spirit. Jesus was trusting God, and God could be trusted. 
God risen from the dead. Mm. Say hallelujah! of Christ, our faith is in the preaching of the cross, but our faith is also in the prospect of the church. Amen. You see, if Jesus was not risen, then what we are doing here is pure nonsense. Hello? I mean, because the church was born uh, 50 days after Jesus rose from the dead, and it was born based on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So if Jesus did not die, then uh, our gathering together, it means nothing. Because Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, uh, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. If Jesus did not rise, then Jesus was lying concerning the building of his church. <laughs> but say, say, thank God. Say thank God. Say thank God. Thank God for the resurrection. You see, if Jesus was not alive, the church would have vanished. Just like everything else, it would have ceased. Just like every other book, it would have been updated, not uh, uh, being used or forgotten about. But the church remains. And this book, this Bible, remains the bestseller of all time. I mean, no matter how many people have tried to destroy the church, the church always find a way to rise from its ashes. No matter what man or what a ruler or a tribe to destroy the works of God, they always rise. Jesus is alive. You see, Jesus did not allow the building of the church to be left with any personality because people come and people go. But Jesus, he said, upon this rock, upon this revelation, upon the fact that I am the Christ, the Son of the living God, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It was the racing law. It was the racing law. It was the racing law. And I'm here. 
you know that the risen Lord can reach to you and deliver you. No matter where you are, he can deliver you. Jesus is Amen. Nero wanted to the, 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 the Roman uh, 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 um, the Roman uh, um, what's the, the word? The Roman Caesar. Nero was, was, was the, the, uh, uh, the Roman uh, um, leader. He wanted to destroy the, the Christian church and so he lied on the Christian that the Christian went down Rome and he started to persecute the church. But the church remained steadfast. There were many other Roman empires that came in order trying to destroy the church. But the church continued to survive. During the 16th century, 15th, 16th, uh, 13th, 14th, 15th century, the church went through a dark age. Because the Roman Catholic Church tried to squench that nobody could read the scripture. They went through a dark age. But God raised up his servant, Martin Luther, that was, he was a, 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 a Catholic priest, was doing penance, and he heard the voice of God, the just shall live by faith, not by penance, not by punishment. The just shall live by faith. Many in the 16th century, when, they, when the Reformation started, many of them were killed, but the church remained. I said to somebody one time, I said, you see, men try to, to make God, to put God in the box, but God always gets out of the box. Yeah. Powerful, and because of the, 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 the political power, many got into the church who need no business getting into the church. Hello? Oh, yes. People got into the church because of political reason. They got in the church because they wanted a job. They got in the church because it was the right thing to do. They said the scripture and the, the sacraments and all the things, but their hearts were not changed. And the church that was fervent during the apostles' time became dead. Amen? Scriptures were taken off. But God always had a remnant. You remember Elijah, where Elijah said to God, I am the only one serving you? What did God say to Elijah? No, 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 no. Don't get that in your head. I have 7,000 who have not bowed their knees. Amen? God always has his people. He always knows his people. That's why Paul said, uh, Peter said, God knows those who are his. Amen? He always has his people. Amen? But the Bible tells us that they try to quench the church. Amen? Try to quench the church. Amen. But God always raised up his people to bring life. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Jesus is alive. Last but not the least, not only is the resurrection of Jesus an indisputable fact, not only is it an irresistible faith because of what Jesus said and he did, but it also is an irresistible force. It's an irresistible force. Irresistible. I, in fact, when I say force, it doesn't come out the way I want to say it, but it's an irresistible power. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Look, look at what Paul said. Paul said that Jesus Christ was risen from the dead by the power of the Holy Ghost. 
See, God, God doesn't just let it be. Amen. It took more power to raise Jesus from the dead than any other power that God has ever displayed. Amen. Because if there was anybody who needed to stay in the grave, according to the devil, it was Jesus. Hello? He did everything. In fact, the, the, the Bible says Jesus led captivity captive. Now, when you, when you read the scripture and you understand what the Bible means by leading captivity captive, that's, that's a military term. In order for you to lead captivity captive, that means you have to go into enemy territory, defeat the enemy, and carry those who were captive. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. That's why in Psalm 22, he said, Open ye the gates, because the king of glory is coming. Say hallelujah. Say, 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 say the king of glory. 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 He said, open your gates. The king of glory is coming. Now, I, I want you to see some things. I want you to understand some things when the Bible talks about the, the, the uh, uh, irresistible force. The Bible tells us that, that um, when Jesus was talking about the church, Jesus said, I will build my church, right? Yeah. And then he said, the gates, said the gates yeah. of hell will not prevail yeah. against it. Now, when you think about it, when, it, when you, you just read the scripture and you just say, the gates of hell, you think about gate as a stationary thing, right? Mm -hmm. Right? So you, when you say, the gates of hell will not prevail, you think, why would Jesus talk about a stationary thing not prevailing? But you need to understand when the Bible is talking about the gates and that scripture, what the Bible is talking about, because the, 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 the scripture, the, the New Testament was written in, Hebrew, um, in uh, um, Greek. And that word is a military term. The gates there means the place where the enemy gather to make their plans. Hello? Yeah. The place that they gather to make their plans, to have the medical, in, right now we call it the, the war room. Okay, where the generals get together to plan the war. You see, the generals themselves do not go on the battlefield. But they there set the strategies. They tell you what to do. The Bible says the gates, the, the, the war room, the place the enemy gather, their council will not prevail. Amen? I mean, whatever they plan, I will abort it. Say, 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 I will abort it. God, Jesus was saying to the disciples, he said, whatever the enemy plan against my church, I will abort it. Amen? Now, if you read Genesis chapter 22, God used a similar word. When God was telling Abraham after Abraham went to offer up Isaac, you remember the story? The Bible says God said to Abraham, go and offer your son, your only son. And Abraham went to offer um, uh, um, Isaac. And then the Bible says that God came, but the angel of the Lord said to him, now I know, right, that you love me because you have not kept your son, your only son. And I like what God said. In fact, turn there. I want you to see it. I want you to... To understand what, what the word is. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Genesis chapter 22. Look at verse 15. The Bible says, Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham the second time, 
out of heaven and said to him, By myself, I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. In blessing, I will bless you. In multiplying, I will multiply you. And look at what the, he says. And your descendants will be as the stars of the heaven and as the sand on the seashore. And your descendants will possess, say possess. Say possess. The gates of the enemy. Amen. He said your descendants will possess the gates. In essence, you will conquer and you will take over. That's what God was saying to, to Abraham. Because Abraham was able to offer Isaac, God who offered Jesus. And because Isaac and Jesus was offered Abraham descendants, who we are. The Bible says, because we are Christ, we are now heirs of Abraham and joint heirs. Amen. And because of that, the blessings of Abraham comes to us. Amen. And we are certain sons and daughters of Abraham. He said, your descendants, say your descendants, will possess. Say possess. That word possess is a military term. Right? It's a military term. It's to take over. That's what God said. God invented. <laughs> oh, Jesus, the resurrected Lord. God invaded earth through the power of Jesus Christ. King with his church to take over. And we are marching forward to take the land for him. Say amen. amen. Wasn't that what Daniel saw? When Daniel told King Nebuchadnezzar concerning you being the head of gold and Nebuchadnezzar went and made himself a golden statue. That's, wasn't that what Daniel saw? He saw the different forms of government. He saw the gold, the head of gold, the brass, I mean the iron and brass, the, the, the uh, 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 Silver and clay, and then he said, God, he said, order for the cloud. Uh, God took a, a, a stone and threw it at the base of the, the, the uh, um, statue. And what happened? The entire statue. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Say he's Lord. He's Lord. Paul said in Romans chapter 1, verse 3 to 4. He said, Jesus Christ was declared to be the Son of God by the power of the Spirit of Holiness. Jesus. That's a force. That's a power. The power of God. But, but you see, that's not all. Amen. When Jesus, excuse me, when Jesus was...